chapter 7 this morning. Wasn't that wonderful? God wants you this morning. We all have an Isaac standing in the way. God, God wants us. He wants our all. I'm glad He gave us His all this morning. I'm glad He, I'm glad he laid it all down. I'm glad He gave every bit of Himself to us. And as God's people, He wants us. He wants us to give Him our life. He wants us to give Him our all this morning. Are you glad to be here today? I don't want this to be just another, another service. I don't want this just to be another time we come to Promised Land Church because it's Sunday morning and it's time. I want this to be different. I'm so sick of religion. I'm so sick of ritualism. I'm so sick of tradition. We don't need that. But we need the power of God. We need to come here and this be something different than anything else in the world. If this is just us coming here and patting each other on the back, then let's go join the boys club. Because <laughs> that's all this is. But this is something different set aside for the power of God. I tell you, I want to feel the Lord in this place today. I want to see people get saved. I know it's Mother's Day, but it's alright for the power of God to get a hold of you and touch your life and change you today. 
This don't need to be a different service. This needs to be a life-changing service today. And I want you to know God can do that. But you've got to open your heart to Him this morning. Would you stand with me for the reading of God's Word? Luke chapter 7 and verse 11. The Bible says, And it came to pass the day after that he went into a city called Nain. And many of his disciples went with him and much people. Now when he came nigh to the, to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother. And she was a widow, and much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said unto her, Weep not. And he came, and he touched the bier, and they that bare him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak. And he delivered him to his mother. And there came a fear on all, and they glorified God, saying, That a great prophet is risen up among us, and that God hath visited his people. Dear Heavenly Father, bless the reading of your word. Lord, we want your power this morning. As your power fell upon this lady and her son, Lord, we want that power upon us today. Lord, as that presence filled the heart of that mama, Lord, we want your presence to fill this place today. Lord, I pray that you would use me in a mighty way. Lord, I pray that you would give me that power and that unction that can only come from heaven today. Lord, they don't need to hear from me. They need to hear from you today. Lord, speak through me. Lord, I pray that this message will be your message and not mine. May we listen to it and may we be more than just hearers, but may we be doers of your word today. And Lord, as your power changed this family, I pray your power would change the families in this church house today. Lord, I pray we would let your, your power change us. Lord, I pray we would leave this place different than how we walked in it. Lord, we look to you today. Lord, I'm looking for you to save somebody this morning. I'm looking for somebody to be saved. I'm looking for lives to be changed. Lord, I'm so sick of regular and tradition and ritual. Lord, I want something different today. Lord, I want to feel Your power in this place. Lord, use us. Lord, to You be all the honor and all the glory. May we see You today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I want to speak to you this morning on this subject. A caring Savior... A concerned mother. In the same fact, in the same story that we find a concerned, sorrowful mother, we find a caring Savior. And I'm glad in the midst of finding people full of sorrow, people full of concern, people full of problem, I find that we find a caring Savior. I'm glad today that regardless of what you're going through, there is a caring Savior in heaven who loves you and adores you. And He worries about you. And He is concerned about what you're going through. I don't know about you, but I'm glad we serve a caring Savior. I'm glad, mamas, regardless of what you go through when you raise your kids, I, I am so thankful that regardless of the trials and the tribulation of raising a family and raising children, there is a caring Savior. Savior that is always there to pick us up and to walk us through. I'm glad that there is a caring Savior there any time that we need His help. I want you to know when we need Him, when we don't need Him, He's always there. 
I'm glad for a caring Savior. I'm glad that when we get those that bad news and we get that bad call about our children, Jesus is there. I'm glad that when we don't know what to do, Jesus is there. I'm glad when we feel like we're at the end of our ropes as a parent, as a mother, as a father, Jesus is there. I'm glad that when we're at the end of our ropes when it comes to our marriage, Jesus is there because we serve a caring Savior. We find in this text a concerned mother. A mother full of sorrow. A mother that is going through the worst thing that any mama could imagine. Having to bury her own child. And of all the sorrows and tribulations somebody could go through, that's got to be the worst. I don't ever want to experience it. I don't know what it's like and I don't want to know what it's like. Amen? But this mama had to go through it. And, and what I read here is I believe this mother's an older mother. And I believe her son has probably grown at this time. But a mama never quits being a mama, does she? And this mama was going through the worst trial of her life. And in this trial and this tragedy came, and she had to lay her son down to rest, and her son had passed away. And I can't imagine the pain and the sorrow that this woman was going through at this time. But she had to go through it. But I want you to notice the caring Savior. I want you to know us in the midst of the darkest hour. I want you to know the midnight hour in the Bible always represents the darkest hour of the night. But for God's people, it's the beginning of a new day. And I want you to know with Jesus, there's always hope, and there's always grace, and there's always victory because He's a caring Savior. Regardless of what you're going through, I want you to notice, number one, the presence of the Savior. I want you to notice in verse 11, And it came to pass the day after that He went into a city called Nain, and many of His disciples went with Him and much people. Now when He came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And much people of the city was with her. Notice number one about His presence. Notice the sovereignty of His presence. Understand that there's no such thing as luck and coincidence. This mama is having the worst day of her life. And she's fixing to run into Jesus. She is fixing to have an encounter with the Son of God. She is fixing to see one of the greatest miracles that she's ever beheld in her life because here she is going to the city and most of the world would say, by coincidence, here came the healer. Friend, there's no such thing as love. There's no such thing as, as circumstance. Let me tell you, the sovereignty of God was upon this woman. God knew what this woman was going through and He came to her exactly when she needed Him to come to her. I want you to know that God knew what this woman was going through just as He knows what you're going through today. And just as He got there at the right time for this woman, He'll get there at the right time for you. Aren't you glad Jesus is never late? Aren't you glad Jesus is always on time? Aren't you glad? Man, I'm, I remember Mary and Martha. Oh, Jesus, if you were here. Oh, you're too late. Let me tell you something. Jesus is never late. He's always on time. His presence is there right when we need Him there. And it's not by coincidence. It's by the sovereignty of God. But not only the sovereignty of His presence, but notice the singleness of His presence. Let me tell you something. God is the God of all creation. 
There's seven point something billion people in the earth today, and God is God of all. That widow was not the only one having a bad day. There was people all upon the face of the earth having a bad day. But being who He is, He singled her out. And that blows my mind today how there can be 7 billion people in this earth today. And if 7 billion people called on God at the same time for His presence, He will go to every one of them at the same time. What an awesome God. That it blows my mind. That yes, He is the universal Savior, but He's a single Savior. He's a personal Savior. I want you to know that Jesus will single us out. He will come to us one-on-one. Aren't you glad for that one-on-one time in the morning when Jesus will come to you? There's seven billion people in this world and He comes to your house. Praise the Lord. Y'all can say amen right there. Y'all can say amen. There's seven billion people and every time we call on His name, He's there for us. Man, praise God. Why is He always there? Because He cares for us. He cares for us, not only the singleness of His presence, but think about the sanctification of His presence. May I just for a moment share this. I believe this woman was a Christian woman. We don't know what church she belonged to. We don't know who baptized. We don't know any of that. But we know at the darkest hour of her life, Jesus was there. And let me tell you something. He knew that. And I believe His presence was sanctified. But I believe all of these years, this mama had been praying and been praying and been praying and been praying and been praying. And let me tell you something about this this boy, this man that had lost his life. He had a praying mama that I believe prayed a hedge about him. And prayed and prayed and prayed this hedge about Him. And then at the darkest hour of His life, Jesus was there because a mama sanctified the presence of God about her son. And let me tell you something. You know why Jesus was with this boy? Because His mama was there. And when His mama was there, Jesus was there. Let me tell you something. If you're going to go to the Lou Ellen house in West Monroe, if you don't like Jesus, you better not go to my mama's house. Because everywhere my mama is, is Jesus. Because she has sanctified her life apart that Jesus would be there. Let me tell you something. When we were in the Lou Ellen, I acted crazy and dumb like every other kid in the world. But she didn't have to call out very loud to Jesus because He was always there. Because she had sanctified that presence. She had prayed that hedge about me and my brother. And praise God, the presence was always there. Let me tell you something. There's some of you in this room that when I have trouble, I'll run to because I know you're walking with Jesus. And that presence of the Lord is always there. May I tell you, we need His presence this morning. We need Him in our homes. We need Him in our life. Mamas, you need the Lord as you raise your children. It's hard to raise kids according to the say of the Lord. But you're not going to do it without Him today. You're not going to do it outside of His presence. Notice number two, the passion of the Savior. Please stay with me. I want you to notice this in verse 13. And when the Lord saw her, notice the comprehension of His passion. He saw her. He comprehended what this mama was going through. He comprehended and He saw what was going through her mind and her heart. He knew every hair on her head. He knew her stature. He knew her thoughts. He knew her dreams. 
And let me tell you something, this woman was having a bad day. And if anybody knew it, it was Jesus. You can hide your emotions, you can hide your feelings from anybody in the world, but you cannot hide them from Jesus. You cannot hide them from Jesus. He comprehends what you go. Sometimes, Lacey says, Josh, you just don't understand. You just don't understand. And I try. May I tell you, He always understands. He always sees. So many times I'm guilty of not seeing the needs of my wife. Sometimes I'm guilty of not understanding and comprehending what she's going through. But may I tell you, Jesus knows. And Jesus understands. That's how caring He is. Aren't you glad He sees? He sees all. Nothing is hidden from His eyes. Notice in verse 13, And when the Lord saw her, He had compassion on her. Now I love this word compassion in the Greek. It means this, To have the desire of relieving the miserable. (laughs) Having compassion is simply the desire within you enough to do something about it. There's a lot of people that see needs, but not many people care enough to do something about it. It's one thing to go out and see the need of a nation, to see a need of a people, and go pray that God will provide that need, rather than allowing the Lord to use you in a mighty way to provide that need. May I tell you, when Jesus sees a need, He cares enough to do something about it. Oh, I just pray for you. (laughs) Jesus does more than just pray for us. He is the mountain mover. May I tell you, He is a healer. He is the great physician. He can do anything that He wants to do because He's Jesus, He's Lord, and He's God. And when He has compassion on us, things happen. Why did He go to the cross? Because He seen that we were lost, dying, and going to hell. And He had compassion over the fact that we were sinners and we were dying and going to hell. And He had compassion enough to go to Calvary and do something about it. And every time I go through a problem, He has compassion on every problem. Everything that I go through. Now, I want to share something. And I know I'm going to get some on me this morning. But bear with me. Several years ago, my wife had a little puppy dog. And I didn't like that puppy dog at all. And I told her, I said, I can't stand that dog. I can't stand that dog. I can't stand that dog. I told her that for three years. And I was going to preach, and I come home. And I heard a a squeal as I come in the driveway. And it hit me. I said, oh my goodness. And I went out there and I hit this little dog. And I thought, oh my goodness, Lord have mercy, she's going to kill me. I will never convince her that I did this on accident. I've told her for three years I couldn't stand this dog. And look. And I went in there and boy, I was humble as I've ever been. And boy, I took that dog to the doctor. Man, I did things for that dog I'd never done for a dog because I was scared to death. But we got to church that night. And a man that was good friends with us, we were having prayer requests. And he said, Brother Josh, I know you fixing to get on me, but I think we need to pray for that dog and Lacey. And he said, I know you think it's dumb. He said, but I feel like if it means enough to her, it means enough to him. And I thought about that, and I kind of felt bad that night. But he's right. If it means a lot to us, it means a lot to him. And may I tell you, if it moves you, it moves him. 
And there's some things that I don't understand and some things that may upset you that don't upset me, but may upset me and don't upset you. But God knows what upsets us. God knows what stirs us up. God knows when we need Him the most. He knows when to touch us and to comfort us and to strengthen us. God knows. God knows. If it means a lot to you, may I tell you it means a lot to Him. It means a lot to Him. Oh man, I never thought I'd say that this morning. I'm glad she's not here today. Notice what he said in verse 13, weep not. Notice the command. Weep not. I have been in lots of tragedies with mamas. I've been there with mamas when they've lost their children. I've been there with mamas when they lost their mama, their husband. Sometimes it rips my heart out. And I'm thinking, oh, would you just quit crying? Oh, it's just tearing me up. Jesus commanded, weep not. I believe the tears of this mama ripped the soul of Jesus out. I believe it moved Him so much that He commanded her to weep not. I'm glad that Jesus can wipe the tears away. I'm glad that He can step in in the midst of our toughest times and wipe all the tears away and command us to weep not. Why was she to weep not? Because Jesus was fixing to do something in her life that she had never seen before. And she was fixing to be changed like she's never seen before. The greatest... Terrible tragedy of her life is fixing to be the greatest victory of her life. The worst day of her life was fixing to be the best day of her life. And He commanded her to weep not. Weep not. Suck it up. That's what Dad always told me. Suck it up, son. He said, weep not. Don't cry. Oh, I'm glad how Jesus can step in and wipe our tears away. Oh, He's loving. Oh, He's caring. Oh, He's compassionate. Man, I'll tell you what, He's faithful today. Weep not. Weep not. If your faith is in the Lord, if you're saved and born again, weep not. Because the power of God is at hand. The power of God is fixing to be unleashed upon your life. If you have the presence of the Savior and the passion of the Savior, understand you're fixing to experience the power of the Savior. I want you to notice this in verse 14. If you're with me, say Amen. And He came and He touched the bier. And they that bear Him stood still. And He said, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise. I want you to notice two things about His power. His power here is fixing to raise this dead man. This power here is fixing to affect and change this family for the rest of their life. May I tell you that God can change you? Hello? God can save you. God can change you. And there is not a situation too far gone that the power of God can't get a hold of and change. The power of God is real in this place. The power of God is real in our society. I know that we preach it, that that He ain't as powerful as He used to be. The Bible said He's the same Lord. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. That same God that parted the Red Sea is that same God, Mama, that will get down in your life and help you and be there for you when you need Him the most. May I tell you, the power of God is real. 
How did they get the power of God? Because the Bible says that He took His hand and He touched the bar. The bar here is the stretcher that this young man was laying on. He simply put His hand upon this young man. May I tell you, the touch of God is a powerful touch. The power of God is upon His touch. And when God's hand is upon us, powerful things are going to take place. May I tell you, we need the hand of God. What did He say? Arise. Not only was it His touch, but it was His Word. The power of His hand and the power of His Word. He got up. You say, preacher, science says. I don't care what science says. Preacher, theologian. I don't care what theologians say. The Bible said it got up. The Bible said it got up. And if God said it got up, then by golly, He got up. How did He get up? Because of the power of God. Because there's power in the hand of God. And there's power in the Word of God. There's power. I woke up this morning and I prayed. About 5.36 o'clock I was praying in the bed. Praying, praying. I got done praying. I started going through my sermon. Going through my sermon. And the Lord got a hold of me and He convicted me. And I'm just going to tell you, what He did in my heart this morning, because I know that I've been going through something personally that I feel like here at Promised Land and as the pastor here, I feel like I've been going through the motions. I feel like I've been coming here because of ritualism and tradition. And I feel like the last few months, I've just been spinning my wheels. And I feel like I've just been, been like a spiritual robot. Like this Christian robot that's going through the actions. And as I look out here and I see families that used to be so faithful, and they're not so faithful anymore. And when I see people that used to be here every time the doors open, that's not here every time the doors open anymore. I'm telling you, that, that rips my heart out. And as I see a church here that God has blessed beyond measure, I feel like the last few months we ain't seen any souls saved. You say, preacher, it's only been two months. Two months is a drought. Because God's got enough power to save any lost soul that comes in this place. And I feel like if we would bring our family not out of tradition and not out of, not out of uh, responsibility and because i got to, but because we got to get them under the spout where the glory's coming out. Friend, I want you to know this don't need to be like the Boy Scouts. This don't need to be like the clubs. This need to be like church here where the power of God is unleashed upon our families. May I tell you, your babies need the power of God more than they've ever needed Him. I'm telling you, our homes need the power of God more than we ever need Him. And my babies need me to quit being spiritual robots and get out of this religion and this tradition and get to the power of God and allow God to touch my family and allow God to speak to my family. Let me tell you something. This going through the motions, it's of the devil. It's of the devil. It's of the devil. It's not of God. And I'm as gifty as anybody. You say, preacher, this is Mother's Day. I know. But i got to tell you what God told me to tell you. And i come to tell you this ain't good enough. Slipping in here at the last minute ain't good enough. Just slipping in there and saying a two-minute prayer once a week ain't good enough. Grabbing that Bible once a week ain't good enough no more. I'm telling you, our families need the power of God. 
And as the power fell upon this family, and it changed the life of that family, we need that same power in our family to change us and mold us. I'm telling you, our kids are dying and going to hell, and they need Jesus. And if they don't get the power of God and see it through mom and daddy, who are they going to see it through? We didn't come here to pat anybody on the back. We come in here to look at Jesus. We came in here to praise the King. We came in here to celebrate who He is. I know it's getting close to lunchtime, but who cares? We're living in a wicked generation. We're living in a generation that our kids are turning to the world. And we need God more than ever. May I tell you, Jesus is coming back. Hey, we can ignore it and ignore it and ignore it, but He's still coming back. Well, I don't believe in that. Well, He's still coming back. He don't care what you believe. He's still coming back. Because He's God. And we need His power. Oh, we need that unction. We need that fire. Man, we come in here in revival. We have five souls get saved that week. Man, I'm telling you, people come out. And I made a mistake. I had people preach we need to keep this revival going. Just had a tradition. I said, no, it's, you know... Wednesday's over. We got here Sunday. Those very people that want to extend the revival didn't even come to church that next Sunday. And it was like somebody turned the switch off. And we baptized those that came through. And ever since then, it's just like a spiritual robot going through the motions. And I grieve the Holy Spirit of God. And this pastor is publicly apologizing for grieving that spirit. But I'll never forget that Wednesday night to see the conviction of the people. And that preacher got up and he preached his heart out. And I told you, I said, there's people in this room that's lost. And I said, church member, you need to get at the altar. And y'all were so under conviction, there were 75 people at the altar up here. Just praying for the power of God to fall down upon this place. Three people walked the aisle that night. The little lender boy come running down. Boy, I'll never forget it. The Griffiths come running down. I want that every time. You say, preacher, that's selfish. I don't care. I want to see it every time. Because I know we can because of Him. Because I know it's needed in our families and in our homes. I know that we need the power of God. Man, when I come here, I'll never forget on Sunday night I'd call everybody down. Y'all come down front. There ain't many of us. Months come going by. We, y'all just sit where y'all start filling up. Now we're begging people, come to church. <laughs> come to church. Let me tell you something. I feel like if a family would get a hold of the power of God, you're not going to have to invite them back for it. Because God can do something to you that is contagious. And you begin to hunger and you begin to thirst for it. And that's what I would love to see. That mama got to see God that day. And I believe we can see God work in this place today. And I believe this, that if you're lost this morning, and if you died right now, and you say that you would spend eternity in hell this morning, it's time for you to be saved. It's time for you to quit putting it off. And it's time for you to say yes to Jesus. You do not have to go to hell. Jesus can save your soul. The power of God can come down from heaven this morning. Preacher, it's Mother's Day. I don't care. He don't care. 
He'll save you on Christmas Day. He came to save. He came to seek and to save them that are lost. If you're here this morning, and if you died right now, you would go to hell. Would you come running down this altar right now and be saved? Would you get to the power of God this morning and find the Lord in your life and trust in Jesus? I regret a lot of things I've done in my life, but the day I got saved, I don't regret. Child of God, we're going to get it back. You remember where you lost it? It don't matter where we lost it. But I'm telling you this morning, we can get it back. We can get back to the power of God. Man, I tell you, it sure be good to see these altars full of praying Christians and praying mamas and praying daddies. You want to see power, you let God's people call upon the face of God. You let God's people fall on their face and cry out to a holy and righteous God and you see what happens. I told you that revival night. I said, y'all come down and y'all pray for somebody lost. Three people come running down the aisle. If He did it then, He can do it now. God is mighty. God is powerful. Let's stand this morning very quiet, very reverent. Whatever your need is, would you do it right now? These altars.